Blog Talk Radio. Dial that number, 
and press the number one, and you'll be in queue, and we'll be able to talk to you right here on the Keys 107, Hoodrich Magazine, What's Rich in Your Hood, with J.R. Strong, the national nonprofit and advocate's Appreciate Love Week tribute, right here, all right? So, let's get it going right now, and what we're going to do is um, I'm going to play one track that I want to play, and after that, we're going to bring in our first guest, who is Miss LaQuisha Hall, and uh, once again, her company is called I Eat, and she's going to explain what that is, okay? For now, what I want you to do is just listen to this track. This is a song done by Miss Melba Moore, produced by Mr. Ronnie Songs. It's called Love Is. This is the MLK Mix right here on the Keys 107 Network, Blog Talk Radio, Hoodrich Magazine, What's Rich in Your Hood. Well, I don't think of uh, love as, uh, in this context, as emotional bondage. I don't think of it as uh, a weak But I, I think of love as something strong and to organize itself and power a direct action.
Love Is right here. Miss Melba Moore and Mr. Ronnie Songs produced that track right here on Hoodwitch Magazine. And right now, I want to introduce my first guest. Uh, her organization is called I Eat, and her name is Miss Laquisha Hall. Welcome to Hoodwitch Magazine, and it is an honor to have you on the line tonight. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's wonderful, man. I want to thank you again for taking time out just to uh, let our listening audience know what it is that um, and uh, I eat your organization, what it is, and, and what do you guys do? Well, I, I want to thank you for allowing the opportunity because, as you know, there aren't a lot of opportunities for us to talk about these issues publicly, and if there are these opportunities, they're not welcome. So I'm uh, thankful that you offered this opportunity. And um, I eat stands for I Empower, Aspire, and Transform. It's a business that I created to continue the work that I did as a volunteer. Um, I do empowerment workshops for girls and, uh, well, for youth as a whole and for women, as well as I created a mentoring program underneath this uh, called Queendom Tea, where I have worked with a group of young ladies every year since 2008, teaching them self-esteem, etiquette, and how to protect themselves from predators. Um, It culminates into a crowning ceremony, and annually they would have a tea party. And it was was, uh, supposed to be something that I offered to a wide range of young ladies, Um, It ended up me working more with urban girls, but I did have the opportunity to travel internationally and work with girls from all over the world in Switzerland Mm -hmm. in 2010. So I'm I'm very thankful that uh, God gave me the vision to do this and that I was obedient to carry it through. So let me ask you, how were you able to, to, to start your program and get it going? What was that like? Well, to be honest with you, it, it took a lot of work on my part. Of course, I had to be healed myself in order to try to generate healing in others. And um, to be honest with you, I am, I'm, an, I'm an English teacher in a public school setting, and I realized that on my job I would hear my story told back to me by so many kids, and it was just so disheartening. Uh, my my story actually doesn't end in the way that, you know, movies end, so to speak. The man who abused me is actually still out there free and pastoring a church somewhere, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um, I just personally felt like it was a responsibility of mine to ensure that I could help whoever I can because I, I kind of felt guilty for not putting forth more effort and getting rid of a predator who was currently on the loose. And um, I started small. I started with 10 girls in, in the summer of 2008, and they uh, were very receptive to me because they saw me as a role model. So I, I would take what they saw in me and teach them things uh, to help ensure that they would be safe in their future. And uh, I continued it after that because they enjoyed it. So it was pretty simple to start, I think, anyways. <laughs> hmm. And as far so now are you are you funded by any, any type of um, government programming or any private programming or are you are you doing this out of your pocket? How 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 are you doing what you're doing? That's a great question. <laughs> I actually am. Uh, I, since 2008, I have funded it. My husband and I have funded it completely of ourselves. But uh, our goal is to try to generate funding and donations from the public. And uh, I have used the workshops that I that I host for women and youth that are for fees to fund 
my mentoring program. So, you know, I'm, I'm just hopeful for the future. I do believe, I, and I have a very strong spiritual base and background. I believe that it's something that God wants to see through, that he's going to fund it and he's going to make sure that I have the resources that I need in order to, to carry the vision through. So, Right. Now, is, are, are you 501C, or is it more privately, you know, how? how, it's, how, kind of how is it? it's, right. it's kind of private. Um, my husband and I are generating 501C3 status right now, actually, as we speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, regardless of the status, I just saw it as a work that needed to be done. Um, I mean, even without money, how, right. how many people have walked past a, a child that they could have said something to that could have turned them in another direction? Like, I just feel like that's something that we don't have to get government funding to do. Now, of course, with the right. amount of kids that I work with now, it is important. But uh, I think we all have a responsibility to, to do this work, even without funding. All right. All right. Now, um, just give me an idea of, of one of the... Um courses or one of the programs what it's like oh sure so um i have taken it upon myself to to create something called a crowning ceremony and this generated from uh, my experiences in pageantry i am the reigning mrs essence 2013 and congratulations your majesty (laughs) thank you Wow. But I had realized that um, when I would go out and speak to youth or people in general wearing my crown and sash, that they would be in awe, they'd be amazed. And it was also a door opener for me to, to speak to them about sexual assault and domestic violence. So um, I created a crown and ceremony for the girls who participated in my program because I wanted them to feel the way that that way that they looked at me when they saw me in my regalia. And so right. the girls who participated in the program, they um, it would be like a, a graduation celebration of completion, and they would get crowned, and they would get a mm-hmm. sash that said some type of positive character trait that they displayed throughout the years. So, for example, Miss Courageous, Miss Responsibility, Miss Loyalty, um, names of that nature, and they were they were very honored to have that, and I repeated that year after year because I saw it as a necessity. Hmm. So how how long how long is is, is your courses um uh months? So currently, months? I offer them. Um, I offer year long courses for the same group of girls for ten months out of the year. Um, mm-hmm. But I also do individual workshops where maybe someone wanted to bring their child to self-esteem only and didn't want them to, to be a part fully in the program. They could just come for single workshops as well and offer that. So it, it ranges. Okay. And, yeah. <laughs> and and what is what is the um the age requirements? Uh, I accept middle and high school girls. Um, so anywhere from 12 to 18, 19 years old. And I, I still have some young ladies who were in my program who don't want to leave. So they come back <laughs> and they volunteer and things like that. So, I, you know, I shouldn't even put a cap on it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I need mm-hmm, them all back. Wow. So if um, where is the, where's your program located if anyone wants to um, contact you and get involved? So if anyone wants to contact me as far as speaking or mentoring, um, they can contact me through my website. It's LaQuishaHall.com, L-A-Q-U-I-S-H-A, Hall.com. And um, Mm -hmm. currently my workshops are held in Maryland. So I do the mentoring itself in Maryland. My goal is to expand, but that's not my immediate goal. My goal right now is to make sure that it's established and established well. Right, right. So you you're in, you're, you're you're stationed in Maryland, but you do travel out of Maryland. I do travel, uh, yes. Right. If someone wanted you to come to New York, um, uh, to speak or you know do a session, that would be possible. Yes, or that absolutely oh. would be possible. 
Okay, just give us the um, give us the, the website again. Sure. The information. LaQuisaHall.com. Um, that's L A Q U I S H A H A L L dot com. And now, what um, what have also been found through my name on Facebook? On Facebook. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. And what what have been some of the um, the feedback or or some of the outcomes? From from the um, participants in your program that you've seen that you you know you could say it was either good or bad or you know you right well I can tell you that the most immediate response is that the girls thoroughly enjoy um, the workshops that I host for them. However, to be honest with you, you know it sometimes takes long term to find out the full effect of what it is that you do in a child's life. Um, I have had some young ladies who have, you know, gotten older who've come back and said to me that, you know, it was because of me that they didn't commit suicide or that they didn't become pregnant or that they made it through school. You know, I've had those kind of comments, but I I had to find that out, of course, you know, as they became older. And I'm still working with young girls right now. I can see the current effect. They enjoy it. They seem to stay out of trouble for the most part. Um, Mm -hmm. But the long-term effect, of course, I still have a while to go to find that out. Mm. Nah, because, you know, I I look at our youth today, and, you know, I'm a parent myself of a teenager, a young lady, (laughs) you know, Uh and, 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 you know, I was young myself, and I ran kind of wild myself. (laughs) So, (laughs) wow. You know, and you know, but I I look at our kids today, and I I see, for one, you know, a lot of people can say a lot of negative things about these kids, but the majority of them are so smart. They have they are so smart till they're dumbed down in a sense, you know, and and they're not they're not either not given the opportunity or told, you know, given that assurance that, you know, they can do whatever it is that they want to do out here in life, whatever they dream about or, you know, aspire to be a lama job, especially in the urban community, you know. Right. Well, you know, I get, I see a lot of kids where it's like, they like they like you said, they see you, they see you with the crown and, you know, and, and, and they see you in the regalia and everything. And, and to them, like, that is such a fantasy and a dream that no, right. that can't happen for me when, when it's the, the, the opposite. And it doesn't right. matter where it's you are. Absolutely. You know, it doesn't matter where you are in life. You know, but it, it takes you, the person, to to actually want to do for yourself more so, regardless right. of your situation. You could, cause you could be locked up in jail, you know, for X amount of years, and you might think you get out of jail and you wouldn't know what to do in society. Right. You wouldn't be able to function. And then you get out here and realize, you know what? All that time I spent in there and all that reading I did and all of it really helped me to, you know, <laughs> focus myself. You know, you know? right? And I, I just want to say that I definitely. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say I I totally agree with you, um, but I also think that our communities um, play a strong role in that feeling that our youth have and and that. You know, I don't want to say I hold them responsible, but I hold them responsible uh, because there's a reason why they don't see these dreams and, and these things being possible for them. It's because they're not hearing it and they're not seeing it. And I think the more we step out and stop being afraid of these, then that's when they'll start seeing what their worth is. <laughs> mm, yeah, definitely, definitely, you know. I want to definitely thank you for taking time out, Miss um, LaQuisha Hall of thank I you. Eat. And tell us what I Eat stands for again. It stands for I Empower, Aspire, and Transform. I Empower, Aspire, and Transform. That is so beautiful. I want you to definitely keep up the great work that you're doing. And I, I pray to God and, you know, whatever help that I can help possibly help you to spread your message and get your programs everywhere because we definitely want to empower, especially our young women, you know. And I'm I'm saying that not just as, 
you know, um, a parent, but as a man and having the respect, you know, for women out right. here because a lot of us men think we're strong, but we're not. Not as strong as you women. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I, I one I can't have a I, I don't want to can't and will never have a baby coming out of me, you know. And, and and the emotional you know the emotional part of life that that a woman takes on not just for herself but for everyone around her whether it be her ch- her children, her spouse, you know the people she she takes on a lot, you know and a lot right. of times don't get that that we don't get that pat on the back and it's as simple as that or that hug or you know what thank you so much for everything like my mother I love my mother so much because my mother has done everything for me I'm a grown man but still my <laughs> mother is my mother you know what I mean right. she yes. is my mother she will always be my mother and that's a woman that I will always look up to even if I get mad you know because we get right. mad at our parents when they tell us things right you know, right. <laughs> but I look up to her. Yeah, yeah. But so I just want to definitely thank you so much, and say that we honor you here at Hoodrich Magazine on the Keys One O Seven Network. And thank just you. one more time, could you just give everyone your um your your contact address? Yes, my website is LaquishaHall dot com. L A Q U I S H A H A L L dot com and I can also be found under Lucretia Hall on Facebook. Thank you, sir. And is there anything before you um we end this interview that you would like to say to our public? Um just the uh I would just like them to know to be aware at all times of their children, to watch for signs of them changing or regressing or doing things that are abnormal, and at that time it's time to step up, ask questions, and, and, and assist your child because they may not be telling you something. Okay, that's beautiful. Now, I don't want you all to forget the phone number here is 213-943-3618, and you can press the number one on your keypad, and that will let me know that you want to speak to either myself or Ms. Lucretia or anyone else that we have on the line. Ms. Hall, please do not go anywhere. I want you to stay on the line. And Because um, what we're going to do is just what we're going to do, we're just going to invite everybody into our conversation, you know. And uh, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play a track from Block Boys Entertainment, which happens to be my, my, uh, my music company. And this track is called Without Money, and it's by a group called L.I.E. Okay? So just hold okay. on. The Rich Magazine, what's rich in your hood? L.I.E. Strike a pose. Let it go. Yeah. 
Hello. Good evening, Mr. Good Strong. evening. How are you? I'm fine. Let me turn this music down a little bit so they can hear your your beautiful voice. Welcome Thank to Hoodrich Magazine. Thank you for having me, and thank you so much for this platform, and I'd also like to thank Mr. Brett Scudder of Sysby for making this possible, and it was a pleasure listening to Ms. Hall um, tell yes. her story and her testimony, and um, I'm in complete support of that. Um, well, my name is Erin. Um, some people know me as EJ Serrano. Um, I first and foremost am a, am a, a published writer. Uh, I'm an award-winning winning SAG, ASTRA, and ASCAP member, and I was voted World, World Poetry Movement's Best Poets of 2012. Okay. But how I choose to, I, yeah, I feel so blessed to do that. That's a gift that that, that that God gave me, but I utilize my my other gifts with my volunteer work. Um, for the past uh-huh. few years, I've been working with this line. Um uh-huh. And this will be my second Appreciate Love Certificate, and I'm just as excited as not more than the first one. There's right. nothing like being appreciated for um, what what you do, um, and especially when it comes naturally for the past um, two decades. I'm, I'm a Bronx, South Bronx, New York native myself. Hey. And, um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> I understand. I'm from all over New York City. I lived, okay. let's see, I started in Brooklyn, ended up in the Bronx, made my way to, to, to now I'm in Queens. Okay. <laughs> you know? I have made the, yeah. I have done the circuit as well, but I started out in South Bronx and ended up in mm-hmm. Queens. That was the last thing, yes. Yeah. But um, I, am, I am a survivor of abuse myself. Um, grew up watching um, not necessarily watching because I was one of those kids who, you know, I was like, I would defend, but I, I grew up watching abuse and bullying happening. And it's um, even worse now than it was in my time, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a, a 14-year-old who's entering into high school, and I, I fear for her, <laughs> you know, mm. every day. Like, you know, I fear for her, but I, I, I feel that she's gotten the skills needed um, in our household, coping mechanisms in order to deal with what she's going to have to deal with in high school. Um, mm-hmm. But I am a uh, National Board Certified Holistic Alternative Psychology Practitioner, also known as an HACP, mm-hmm. and I'm also okay. a Reiki master teacher. Yes. I'm uh, a Reiki say master. that again. You're a, a math teacher. I'm also. A Reiki master teacher. Reiki I've been doing master yes. teacher. Okay. Now explain to me what is Reiki. Oh wow, Reiki is something that really cannot adequately be described in words. It must be experienced. But the essential of Reiki is it's the gift of vitality and self-preservation that's encoded into the genetic makeup of all God's creatures. It mm-hmm. is the higher it is the higher self connection with the universal energy that breathes life into all living things. We are all mm-hmm. born with the omnipotent wisdom to heal and to preserve life. So I basically act as a conduit for um, that energy that is already naturally around us to um, flow through me in order to, for my client to heal themselves. It's something that yeah. I have to ask, my client must ask for. Um, you know, so I have to get permission in order to do Reiki on someone. Um, mm-hmm. And I combine my, my Reiki with, I'm also a certified massage therapist for 15 years now. So I usually mm. combine my Reiki with my massage. It's all, I do everything on an individual basis. It really depends on the needs of the of the client. Um yeah. I give, you know, I give workshops as well. Um, um, I've had the opportunity to work with uh, Mr. Scudder for a Veterans Administration workshop we did a, a little over a year ago, so uh, maybe two years ago when he and I first met and I got a chance to um, I go around and I read poetry specifically for certain situations. And so I read mm-hmm. a poem that, yeah, I read a poem that I had written just for that um, for that workshop, and it had to do with abuse, and it was 
basically um, about abuse to males in our society, which doesn't get talked about very often, you know, or as often, right, you know, as it does for female. And there are more outlets for women than there are for men. And um, so I had a chance. Yeah, I had a chance to tell my story in in um, in song and in poem, and um, I also do workshops, you know, um, about um, the process of becoming you and creating yourself with positive thinking. Because just because of the experiences that I've had growing up and living in the South Bronx, as difficult as it was, and um, being, you know, um, sexually abused even by family members and things of the such. Um, I don't. I am not defined by my my past. You know, I right. don't live in the past. And one of the most important things is to move forward. So, in, for me, moving forward is helping. If I can stop one heart from breaking, I shall not live in vain. You know, I, there's no Amen. way if I could just help. Yeah, and I love that. Amen. That you said about <laughs> Thank you. About sir. what I, I love said what about you life. Said about your mom, about your mama. I loved it. <laughs> Loving your mama. There is nothing more beautiful than that. I mean, of course, the, the, for our fathers, you know, we need both male and female in order to coexist. Yeah. You know, in order to exist. Period. Definitely. We need both male and female. But um, yeah. there is nothing well, more beautiful to me than a man that loves his mother. So thank you for oh my goodness. That up. I, I can't tell you, because moms, you know, moms, you know, you know that suckling and that 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 nurturing comes yes. comes from moms. You know, dad can teach me how to be a man and be tough and uh, you know, and don't cry, boy. But mom be, be patient and listen and you know, yeah, forgive and you know all those yes. good things that we we need also. You know, it's a balance. You know? Absolutely. So, so let me ask you, your your what what you're doing right now is it a um a private privately run that you do or yeah. do you do outreach or? Well, I do again? outreach with I do outreach mm-hmm. with other organizations. Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. testament. Sure, I keep still. I'm not on. <laughs> okay. Um, I do outreach with several different organizations, um, including mm-hmm. Six Five, one that I to focus my main attention on um but i do a volunteer as an abuse behavior on the abuse behavioral investigation team and on the mm-hmm. suicide survivors resource you know network um okay yeah i'm not a suicide survivor myself but i know i've known many of them so i i um i help out i get in where i can fit in <laughs> yeah, wherever I'm needed. Yeah, wherever I'm needed. Yeah, and in any way, I'm always here to offer um, guy guidance, personal counseling. I have a, a website um, mm-hmm. for my massage and for my holistic um, psychology practitioner, if I may give it to you. Yes, you may. Okay. It is um, Halo. It's uh, the name of the um, webpage is Halo Holistic Massage. That's H. This is help A L O. It's an Oscar, and mm-hmm. that's Holistic H O L I S T I C Massage, and that's dot B P Web. As in just the print web. Dot com, mm-hmm. or you can find me in Facebook. Yes, sir. Oh, you can find me under Erin E.J. Serrano on Facebook. It's the easiest to put the E.J. in to find me because there's a lot of us with the same name, you know. Right. <laughs> Serrano, beautiful. I'll definitely look you up on Facebook, and, and I would uh, recommend anybody out there to do the same thing. Um, I want to thank you. Um, cause t- we, we're here for like an hour. I got like a few I more minutes. Can. Don't go anywhere. I want to bring on our last honoree, and um, and then you know hopefully you know I don't want the time to run out. I want to give her also some time to give us a great information that she has for us. But I would just like to say on behalf of Hoodrich Magazine and everyone else, we honor you and thank you for the great job that you're doing, and we appreciate love you. 
Okay. Miss <laughs> Erin Serrano. Thank okay, you. please hold, hold on. And then I'm yes, going to bring in our next um, honoree. And her name is Miss Debbie Bunch. Miss Bunch, are you on the line? I am here. Thank you. Welcome to Hood Rich Magazine, what's rich in your hood, the national nonprofit and advocates appreciate Love Week tribute honoring you. Thank you. That means a lot to me. <laughs> wow, that was a mouthful. Ooh, I it gotta was. take a breath. Miss <laughs> 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 Bunch, just tell our audience um what it is that you do in your organization, what you guys are all about. Okay. I am the National Spokeswoman for Dreamcatchers for Abused Children. It is a 501C not-for-profit worldwide organization, and their goal is to raise awareness and bring awareness to child abuse and neglect, all forms of child abuse. Um, The reason I wanted to become their spokeswoman was because I am a survivor of child sex abuse. And um, Mm. I was actually um, sexually molested by three family members. Well, two of them were family members, and one was a close family friend, um, father. And so I knew that, you know, if this happened to me three times, that, you know, it's happening to countless numbers of girls and boys throughout the world. And um, I just, um, I started... um, into some therapy when I was about 30 and I told my whole family they didn't know until I was 30 years old and that's pretty common that people you know don't come out and talk about their abuse until they're older and then um, I started some counseling and just the kind of person that I am what helped me heal was knowing that what I went through had a purpose and my purpose You know, I had to make a purpose for it, and um, that way I didn't feel like a victim anymore. And um, it really right. helped me become a survivor. Instead of, uh, instead of having the the victim mentality, it really helped me switch from going from victim to survivor to advocate. And it's been just amazing for me personally, um, helping others. Mm-hmm. And I've been uh, where, a spokeswoman you- for them for two years, so... Okay, so are you you're nationally? So do you travel, or are you? Um, I haven't traveled. Yeah, I haven't traveled much out of Oklahoma. I would love to. Mm-hmm. We, you know, if we can come up with funding at some point. But um, mm-hmm. I do a lot of um, you know um, talk, blog talk radios, and then um, mm-hmm. just I do a lot of speaking events. I've done over just in the four years that I've been doing the advocate work. I've done over 200 speaking engagements at churches, schools, government offices, um, at the state capitol, and daycare centers and daycare providers. So um, I really try to get out there and talk to people who do come in contact with children on a daily basis or people that are passing laws for our children in the state. Um, right. That's been my my big focus. I'm also a big fundraiser for Dreamcatchers. Um, as a matter of fact, last year in October, I hosted the first ever Dreamcatchers Masquerade Ball here at Rivington Park in Oklahoma City, and we raised over five thousand okay. dollars to keep Dreamcatchers going. So that is that's, beautiful. Those are kind of my goals. Yeah. So that is that's kind of what I did. Um, I um, did used to also work for the Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And um, mm-hmm. when I worked with them, we actually fingerprinted and photographed over 8,000 children and in case they go missing. And um, right. the great thing about that is, um, you know, that that's accessible. If a child goes missing, you know, the first thing the parents are doing is calling 911 and panicking, of course. But it's really right. important that a photo of your child be on file so Record. that it can be accessed right. within minutes. Because sometimes right. parents are having to rush home and find pictures, and it's the last thing you want to deal with when your child is missing. Exactly. So we definitely we, we did that, and that was really great. And then we I also helped host a candlelight vigil last April in, um, here in Oklahoma City, and um, that was during, during April for, you know, the National Child Abuse and Awareness Month. So we've, mm-hmm. we've done a lot of work out here, and, you know, we're trying to – just get Dreamcatcher's name out there and just help people realize that, you know, yes, there are children being abused, I mean, all around us. You know, one in three girls are sexually abused before the age of 18, yeah. and one in five boys are sexually abused before the age of 18. 
You know, yeah. I believe that we can really bring that number down just by letting children know that they can tell. I didn't know I could tell. I thought nobody would believe me. I mean, it took me till I was 30 to finally tell somebody. And at that point, I just didn't right. care if they believed me or not. <laughs> mm. so, but that's that's what my goal is. That is that is well. That's a great work that you're taking on right now. I can definitely tell you that, and uh, we definitely appreciate love everything that you're doing. You know, for our, our youth, for everyone, because I mean, abuse. Oh my God, it's not a good thing at all. And you know, speaking for myself, um, you speak of sexual abuses and all of that at a young age. Sometimes you're going through things, and you you know you don't know who to tell who you don't feel right. like you could trust anybody or you're just scared well, to tell because you're scared that you're going to get right. in trouble well you and know? most of the time the, peop- the people that are abusing the children are people that are close to the children so if people yeah. that are abusing you are the people that you're supposed to be able to trust above all others you don't have who anyone to tell trust? and that happens a lot oh. I mean wow. who are you supposed to tell if I, can't, if I can't trust the people in my immediate family then who am I supposed to tell so if that's you look at it from exactly. a child's frame of mind, you know, that that's that's how they feel, you know, and no matter what the person is doing to them, they still love mm-hmm. them and they don't want them to get in trouble. So, that's it. That's it. Mhm. Wow. Yeah. Now if, uh, if someone wants to get in, in contact with the dream catchers or yourself, mm-hmm. how can they go about doing that? Um actually they can go to our website at www.dreamcatchersforabusechildren.com. dot com. Mhm. And then they can also okay. find me on Facebook under Debbie Bunch. Okay. And they don't necessarily have to be they, – they can call you from anywhere, right? Um, Absolutely. The yep, there's a 1-800 Beautiful. number on the website. Right. And, and dream, dream Catchers are, are, are national? It's a worldwide organization, actually. Worldwide? Mm-hmm. Worldwide. worldwide, yep. Wow. That yeah, is a beautiful it's, it's thing. Cause I'm, you know, yeah, because, I mean, mm-hmm. abuse is, is, is rampant. I mean, I'm from Trinidad. It I'm is. from the islands. And, yeah, my goodness, the things that you hear, you it's know, crazy. going on. And like you said, it's happening mm-hmm. right in front of your face. You Absolutely. know, you see some of these kids. That's how you see some kids and you wonder why they look so withdrawn or they don't have, yeah. you know, they don't act like children. They're not mm-hmm. happy. They're not running. Mm-hmm. When I see a child, a child is supposed to be running and jumping and, you right. know, curious. I mm-hmm. see a lot of kids that aren't curious about anything right now. You're and, absolutely and, you know, right. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what's and I going love on? I love dream catchers and the fact that they not only really try to promote awareness for child abuse um, all, of all sorts, you know, uh, whether it be sexual, mental, physical, they are also um, have you know um, tools available to help people who are were like me to seek counseling and things of that nature after the abuse has happened. Because just because a child is abused and they grow up doesn't mean oh well everything is okay now. You know we we have a lot of issues that we have to work through. You know um, right. from from being a child, <laughs> and so right. uh, being a child of abuse does not end when you're. Stop being a child, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, it can right. bring a lot of problems. I mean, you know, it's not unheard of for people to have eating disorders and drug abuse issues and, you know, just alcohol issues. And, and then, of course, the worst that I've heard is when the victim becomes the aggressor. And that happens as well. And mm. that's what's really scary because then it becomes a vicious cycle. Of abuse. Right, right, so, right. So it's really important for people who have been abused to seek that, that counseling and that that help. You know, that outside resource. I yes. mean, the best thing I ever did was go through the two years of um, therapy that I went through because I turned to food. That was my thing. Because when I put weight on, men didn't look at me like they used to. You know what I mean? Right. It was like right. my. Um, it was like my disguise, I guess, and, you know, um, it made me really uncomfortable when men would look at me in a sexual manner because, mm. you know, that, that just really freaked me out. So when I started putting weight on, I noticed that didn't happen anymore, and that was a positive thing for me, <laughs> you know. Right. And, uh, 
anyway, so and, and, and that's pretty common from what I've learned. And then, you know, unfortunately, that's the least destructive of all all forms of mm-hmm. self-abuse because the only person that was hurting was me. But right. um, unfortunately, it, you know, people can turn to drugs, alcohol, and like I said, they be, they can become an abuser themselves. So, right. Well, I want to definitely yeah. thank you for taking time out um, to come and be here with us and give us the information that you've done and to be honored yourself. Miss um, Serrano, you still on the line? Yes, sir, I am. Hi. I want to thank you also. Hi. And, and Hi. You, you listening to Ms. Bunch, Ms. Bunch speak um, on abuse. Um, can you just, um, if you can, in any kind of way, elaborate with what you do. Um, with a, did I say with Reiki? Did I say Reiki? The the, the Reiki, Reiki training, yes. right? Yeah. How how does that uh, transcend into, you know, dealing with abuse and these different things? Well, the Reiki just um, along with um, my counseling and massage, I allow people to um, not only reprogram themselves mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. spiritually fit. But a Reiki allows for the energy for health, happiness, spirituality, and so much more. Um, I do it on myself every day, um, mm-hmm. and it, it really is vital for to help. Um, touch is is important. Um, hugs, you know, um, as Miss Bunch of sure understands that the importance of a hug, something as simple as a hug. Um, so I I wanted to thank her for her dream. It's a dream catchers. Catchers. Yes, dream catchers. Yes, mm-hmm. what a wonderful organization because you're so right. There are so many kids that now, or or so many um, survivors who don't um, tell. And like yourself, I waited many years as well. You know. Yeah. Uh, and I I'm assuming back then it wasn't as talked about as it is now. As it is now, but we need more outlets right. and co- mm-hmm. coping skills. Our children need to be taught coping skills, not only at home, but in the classroom, um, right. how to deal with one another rather than fighting. There are there are other ways. And um, I had to reprogram myself from abuse and what I was taught. And, um, I truly believe that life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we respond to it. Absolutely. Right. Wow. Um, I don't know if well. either one of you have ever heard of Aaron's Law, but Aaron's Law also does address that. Um, what you were talking about in the classroom, it, it'll actually bring, uh, you know, awareness into the classroom from kinder preschool all the way up to 12th grade, and, and it'll be part of the curriculum, and it's passing in a lot of states, um, and one. it's going to make it mandatory for, you know, age-appropriate sex yeah. abuse talks to happen, and that's really absolutely. important. Absolutely. So. Wow. So, so people don't realize it's even happening to them. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Well, ladies, I, I hate to interrupt you guys, but we're about the show is about to end. We're only on for an hour. We got like a few seconds left. So once again, I want to thank you, all three of you, Miss Erin Serrano, Miss Debbie Bunch, and Miss LaQuisha Hall for being our guest tonight on Hoodrich Magazine. And don't forget, we're here every Wednesday. Okay, and you could tune in to the show and check out the podcast. We're in podcast, so you can go back and check the show out at any time. Tell your people if they miss the show, just go up on the Keys 107 on Blog Talk Radio or go to our website, which is the Keys107Network.com, and you could check out any of the shows or any of the interviews that we have up at any particular time. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning in, and I want to thank you ladies for being here tonight, and you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. You might hear a bit of a trinity twang. Yeah, he goes all out.
the love.